Welcome to The Checkout. We catch up with previous Add to Cart guests and ask them five quick questions to get to know them better and leave you with a little extra inspiration to get through your Friday. Here's your host, Bushy. Today's Checkout features Nathan Yun and Rak Shang, co-founders of Pear, P-A-I-R-E. Don't forget the E. They are a sock brand that are all about comfort and sustainability. The boys set about reinventing sock functionality to address frustrating experiences with smelly, sweaty, slippery feet, and the results have bagged them five-star reviews, angel investment, and revenue that is doubling year on year. Their range has now expanded to include t-shirts, towels, and underwear. Rex, Nathan, thank you for joining us on The Checkout. I really enjoyed our conversation, our main conversation, where you taught me a lot about materials and some of the unique materials that you're doing to change the way that some of our standard clothing is designed and made. And we also dived into a lot of other topics. And it was a great conversation, but we're here to learn a little bit more about you both. I've got five quick questions. Number one, what is the weirdest thing that you've ever bought online? Nathan, I'll start with you. So I don't usually buy a lot of things. I'm a minimalist, but I did buy this graphic design service on Taobao, which is kind of like the Chinese version of Amazon. I needed like a thousand images being photoshopped and getting rid of the background of a product. And I managed to negotiate on Taobao and buy this service for $1 per image. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just a mass production of Photoshop work. I guess that was probably the weirdest thing I got on internet. Nice. And it worked out well? Good quality? It worked out really well. Really good quality as well. They just... Photoshop the product I needed out of the white background. Great stuff. Surely there's going to be an AI tool for that shortly. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> what about you, Rex? Weirdest thing, Chanel packaging box. Oh. Just the box itself. Yes. It's more about like studying the quality of the box. <laughs> but oh, yeah. but uh, it's uh, actually surprising me that people are selling that box <laughs> itself. I thought you were doing something dodgy like package, you know, giving a gift and putting in a Chanel box and then putting something dodgy inside it. I think that's what people use it to. You know? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So apparently my wife doesn't have enough luxury bags, so I have to buy the package and study what paper they use. But yeah, it's really good quality. Really good quality. All right, number two. Who is your favorite retailer, Rex? My favorite retail is Orbitz. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's uh, something that both me and Nathan love Orbitz as friends, love their shoe when they first came out. I was talking on it, and I, I gave Nathan a pair for his birthday, as his birthday present, and he loved it. I loved it as well. I think uh, we do admire how much effort they spend on developing the right product and try to change things, making things differently. And the, the level of confidence of their shoes is also inspiring us making our pair products. I got a pair as well, probably back in peak Allbirds, probably, what was that, 18 months ago. It feels like they may have lost their direction a little way and trying to reestablish themselves. What do you think their future is? Well, I do love the sh- shoes, but you know, other products we try, and some are pretty good. Some, I will say, not that different from what's going on in the market. I don't know what they're thinking back in the market, but if they're thinking similar thing as pair, I think just uh, maybe if they can launch in product more carefully and mm. having something really different like, like that shoe, like that wool shoe, wool sneaker, and they're still on the right track, obviously. Yeah. Nathan, your favorite retailer? I'll probably say 
Patagonia. I really admire their work on sustainability. Uh, me personally, I have a huge passion for sustainability. And yeah, Patagonia has been one of my all time favorite, I'll say. Yeah. 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 On the side, I also like Pure Raven. Just want to shout out. Who's that? I'm not even sure if, if I'm pronouncing it right. Pure Raven. Okay. It's another outdoor brand. This, the logo is a little fox. They're known for their bags. Okay. But they're one of the only outdoor brands that don't use Gore-Tex because it's uh, not a sustainable material, which I, all, again, really admire. Cool. That decision. Mm. I love those uh, little tip-offs of brands that I haven't heard of that I can go check out. <laughs> all right, number three, which e-commerce practice do you wish was history? Nathan, I'll start with you. For me, from a branding perspective, I really hate a lot of e-commerce brands over-packaging themselves because... Mm. We don't really need that much paper and plastic going to that box and wrapping up such a tiny product most of the time. And I think for e-commerce businesses, we have to establish ourselves through that packaging. We have to show the customers that we are a legit brand. We are cool. You know, all of that speaks through packaging, I guess, most of the time. Because imagine receiving your product and it's just two pairs of socks. <laughs> like, could be a little underwhelming. <laughs> so <laughs> between me and Rex, we improved Paris packaging so many times, but just trying to improve it better, just trying to make it less waste, recyclable, using recycled materials, etc. But I think overpackaging is something that should be history. I think it makes sense to put a pair of socks in a Chanel box. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, we can just sell the boxes, right? You find it's overpackaging, sell on eBay. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Rex, any e-commerce practices you wish was history? Uh, for me, it's sourcing your hero products on Alibaba mm. and the, you're thinking, believing it's going to make it right. No, no. It's a very complicated marketplace. It's more complicated than, than you thought. 80% chance you are not really talking to the factory. Yeah. Uh, and the product they're showing and the, the product they deliver can be really, really different. Yeah. So if you do believe that, a great product, make a great business, then really dive into it, uh, know the category, go to the factories, check them out, go to trade shows and study the materials and really develop the thing from scratch. Yeah, stop sourcing off-the-shelf products and try to just sell them. Love it. Put the effort into product. Mm. All right. Can you recommend a book or a podcast that our listeners should immediately get into? Rex? Two books. Uh, one is called one Wing Night Loses. It's by Tadashi Yanai, mm-hmm. which is a, uh, who is the founder of Uniqlo. Oh. I think uh, he talked a lot about how he structured company, how he built up the brand from an operation point of view. Another book, very different, will be Making Clothes by Yoshi Yamamoto. Yeah. So he's my uh, favorite designer, but he talks more on the inspiration of design, the philosophy, the craftsmanship, which is totally opposite to the other book. So I would highly recommend reading that post. Great recommendations. We haven't had either of those before. Thank you. Nathan? I thought about this and I also have two books. Yeah. Because I can't really choose. (laughs) We're able to fill up that Um, whole bookshelf now. (laughs) First one is The Responsible Company by Yvonne Chonard. He is the founder of Patagonia. Again, I'm really big fans of them. And, you know, the and book is, talks about Does that how, one go after Let My People Go Surfing? I think it's before. Okay. From memory. From yep. memory, it's before. But, yeah, that's a good book as well, which I love. But I think in this case, the responsible company talks more about the sustainability efforts that companies 
do and how how hard it is, I guess. Okay. And I think it's a really good education for consumers to know what really goes behind the efforts of sustainability, which often goes under unnoticed. Yeah. And the second book I want to recommend is my personal startup bible. It's Hacking Growth oh. by Sean Ellis. Why? I assume this would have been recommended on your no, podcast. No, it hasn't. What? I would be I would be so surprised. I thought you were about to say my personal book. I'm like, don't tell me you've worked with Jackie Chan, <laughs> created your own label, and then made a book as well. No, no. It's just my Bible on startup. Like, I would refer to it so many times. Uh, Why? Hacking Growth, it just talks about all the ins and outs about how do you hack growth? How do you run A-B test? What makes sense? How do you set up hypotheses? How do you prove? How does the tiny change can make a huge difference? And, you know, what data means something, what data doesn't mean anything, etc. It's like just a whole book on how startups should hack their growth. Awesome. Yeah, it's a new age of marketing. It kind of tears down the traditional marketing concept and just go like, all right, marketing is such an old concept. Let's put that on the side. Let's talk about growth. What does growth actually mean? So I really love that book. So I have it on, on the shelf next to my desk and <laughs> open it up every now and then. Beautiful. Gents, I asked for one book recommendation. I got four. It's very generous. I love <laughs> it. Thank you so much. You've given me plenty to read there. All right, last question I have for you. Finish this sentence. The future of retail is, Nathan? The future of retail is technology. Maybe a bit generic, but I think technology will improve retail in every single way, not just products. It's also the process, the supply chain, the experience, breaking down the barriers between omni-channels and you know, having better analytics reports, having better transparency on the whole customer experience, I guess. I think technology is going to improve admin as well, the structure internally, um, communications. I think AI and AR could just improve retail in so many different ways. Yeah, that we probably can't yet imagine. Yeah, great. I love that. I love, you know, technology sounds like a pretty vague answer, but then when you put it across the whole operations and life cycle of a brand, the impact that you said is so dramatic over all parts of the business. Rex, what about you? For me, the future of retail is dynamic. Mm -hmm. Online, offline, different channels. I think that's no specific way of running your retail business. I think you have to be really dynamic. And as Nathan said, technology is booming and AI, VR, there's a lot of possibilities. So don't lock yourself into something. Just go with the flow. And yeah, being dynamic, I think is very important. Gents, brilliant. Now those five questions. Nathan, Rex, thank you so much for joining me on The Checkout. Thanks, Nathan. Thank you. Thanks, Nathan. To hear more from Nathan and Rex, jump back into episode 356, where Nathan and Rex give us a fascinating window into the world of fabric technology. They also give us advice on how a Shopify site can be anything but standard, and they give us some valuable insights on their lived experiences as Asian Australian founders. Thanks for listening, and until next time, Keep adding to cart.